Hi, I'm Shannon Dow, and I do not pray. I need a manicure so badly. This hand looks great. And then, well, not great because it's like all grown out, but then this, all the nails broke off on this hand. <laughs> I've just given up on doing my nails altogether, my fingernails at least, because they always chip or like if I get gels. I've actually never done that. They grow out so fast. You've never I'm gotten like, gel? No, because I think it's not great for your nail bed. It's not. It's not. But like, you know, who cares really? They grow back. They do grow back. That's the thing about nails. Think about nails. I wish actually whatever. Anyway, what's up, Jess? Not much. I'm going to Mexico tomorrow night, and I'm really stressed that Maybe I'm going to get stuck. Shouldn't advertise that on the podcast. I I'm letting um, people know. I'm being honest. I'm going. Yeah, you have a wedding, right? No, it's like my friend's thirtieth birthday party. Her and oh, her that's twin. normal. That's very normal. Um, it is who's normal. the friend? Shout out to that friend having a birthday party during a pandemic in mexico um that's rational that totally is, yeah that sounds responsible i love that for you i'm peak anxiety right now which for me is extremely high everest levels of anxiety right now but i'm gonna try and live my life to to my best ability you're gonna try to live laugh with him <laughs> live laugh with him baby so, i mean let's check in with you and then let's do our lll hey not much to say here just you know <laughs> living life i did watch he's all that on netflix um oh my god you did you do it it was as bad as i expected it was worse than i expected has um, anyone done the caitlin riley acting challenge where you have to be like Kourtney Kardashian. <laughs> oh my God. Her husband got mauled by a bear. <laughs> I, I have watched it. We love Caitlin Riley. We love Keep her. Keep alum. Um, yeah, so that's going on in my life. What? That's going on? What? I can't speak. I am so tired. I slept suspiciously late. Guys, nothing's going on with me. Just a lot of work. I did go to Girl in the Goat last night. Oh, a Chicago restaurant that's come to the West Coast. Chicago restaurant, a Stephanie Izzard original, came to the West Coast. Manifest Destiny. Highly recommend. It was freaking awesome. Whereabouts is it? It's on Mateo Street, downtown Los Angeles. Sure, sure, sure. Home to many Mm -hmm. other delicious, 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 delicious restaurants such as Bavel's, Bavel, Damien, Manuela. Lots of great spots to try support your local restaurants major people. domo yes gorilla tacos sonora town this okay. episode of pray for us is sponsored by downtown los angeles <laughs> come downtown by the we la the river Union station and we have a lot of scary Homeless individuals <laughs> unhoused people excuse me let's talk about our live laugh Ohio. what was your what was your moment from this past week well my moment from this past week was getting to go to din tai fung um, I did go to Din Tai Fung on Saturday for my friend Billy's 33rd birthday. Happy birthday, Billy. Happy birthday, Yomaleta Billy. And we ordered so much food. We drank Yuzu margaritas. I did make a TikTok about it. Um, if you're curious about it, you could go to my TikTok at Bob Durst. And <laughs> it was a wonderful time. I just felt hashtag blessed to be able to have soup dumplings and great company. Mm-hmm. 
What was your live, laugh, Lachaim? My live, laugh, Lachaim was I started going to acupuncture again as my carpal tunnel is back. Yes, well, pros and cons. It's not actually officially carpal tunnel, but I'm pretty sure that's what it feels like. I haven't done acupuncture in a couple of years. I am blessed to be able to go. It's covered by insurance. And I think it works. That's great. I don't know what's happening, but something is going on when they say I think it works. I mean, I've never done it, but people say it works, so I believe them. Anyway, our episode today... Our episode today is a new episode. Uh, Sorry, we weren't here last week. Life is just like... I will say that no one understood the heavyweights reference that I put on our story. I did. I said, you did? Yes, of course I did. Okay, well, no one said anything about it. And I said that our episode will not be released due to a lack of hustle. And I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Well, what was funny is that you spelled wrong. hustle wrong. Yeah. <laughs> In my defense, I actually don't have a defense. It's just In my defense, nothing. <laughs> Look, spelling is hard. So we have Shannon on that podcast this week. She was born in a fundamentalist or she wasn't born she was raised born in a fundamentalist (laughs) church (laughs) her parents are born again christians they're speaking tongues they're going to church they're spreading the good word and shannon was kind enough to share some of the details of her childhood with us it was really uh it made me grateful for my childhood i'll say that likewise um we hope you enjoy the episode you god damn i always say that just like and subscribe. Honestly, we haven't had a review in a while. Give us a sweet little review. Yes. Do what you guys do best. Have Adam and Eve. In Hi there, we're JC, or that's JC. I'm Jess. <laughs> And this is Pray For Us, a podcast about practicing ancient religions in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism and other religions when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Shannon Dow. Shannon is a producer at Space 150. Welcome to the podcast, Shannon. Is that your correct title? Yeah, it is. You can just say like, you can just say creative producer, I guess. I actually just quit, which is kind of funny. Okay, Shannon just quit her job. Welcome to the podcast, (laughs) Shannon. I'm unhinged. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Wait, congratulations. I hope this means that you yeah, are you. excited about something else. And Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I accepted well a job at another agency. So it should be cool. We'll see. Oh, so you're I'm employed. Un- I'm, I'm employed. Yes. Something I wanted to highlight is the way that JC says your name. Oh, yeah. I want you to tell me if this is correct okay. or not. JC, go ahead. Shannon? Like the A is like a little low, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's so it's, New York. It is. Shannon. Well, my mom's name is Shanna without, so it's just S-H-A-N-A. So oh. she says Shanna. So I would say Shannon. You say Shannon? Shannon. Yeah, it's like a hard, like, shit. Shit. And you like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone calls me Shan who, like, knows me. Shan. Shannon just, like, feels so I guess I wouldn't say proper. Shan. I would say Shan. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like Shan, though. That's Shan. nice. Shan. Yeah, it also sounds like foreign. It so. does. It does kind of. Sort of, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> we're I feel like we're all so slack happy now. You guys, back or to depressed. you quitting your job. Um, one or the other. So you quit your job. Congrats I did. Thank you. Thank what's, you. What's next? 
I'm going to a, a big agency. It's actually based out of New York. So I'll be technically in their Brooklyn office, but working in LA. It's called Huge. We need to establish first where you're from specifically mm-hmm. and where you live now. So I was born in Idaho, which is super random, but I was actually, I moved, I moved oh, I from know. there like before I was two or something. So I don't really know, know it. Okay. Um, I feel like that's for the best. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like California is going to be up in flames soon. So who knows? I know. That's true. Idaho is beautiful. Like yeah. I look at you backtracking. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, I'm glad you're not from there, but it would be a great place to go to have, to a, have vacation a vacation house, house, to have a wedding, to have a ski trip, mm-hmm. whatever. It's beautiful, but I'm glad that you got out. It's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, and then I grew up in the valley of LA, 818. 818 till you die? Yes. Reseda? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but now you live in what, like Koreatown um, or something? Mid Not city. To I guess it's, I mean, I guess it's considered mid city. It's like Pico, between Pico and San Vicente, like around La Brea. Here's a question about okay. the phrase mid city and being in Los Angeles. I feel like there are multiple spots where like, Personally, when I drive through, I'm like, oh, mid-city, but they're nowhere near each other. Are there two mid-cities or am I a moron? I think it's just a little like convoluted because people, there's such a big area that has little mini labels to it, but nobody would know those. Like no one would know, like, I don't know. There's just tiny little things. So everyone just says mid-city. I'm like little Philippines, mid-city, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Little Philippines. Is that a place in LA? Isn't it Filipino yep, town? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Little Philippines. <laughs> I was like, it sounds familiar, but I don't think it's quite right. There's like, I'm really close to like Little Ethiopia, so maybe that's what you're you're getting confused with. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, and Little Ethiopia is lit. That's like it's, right near Fa- Fairfax. It has yeah. all those. I mean, good Ethiopian restaurants and Hanson Cakes is right there. Ah, oh, love Hansons. But I think it's so interesting how, like, in different parts of L.A., like, the culture changes so much. Like, you're from the Valley, but where you live now is, like, it's, like, night and day. It is. Do you agree? I do agree. I also think that, like, my view of the Valley is from the perspective of, like, you know, a young person. So it probably just feels so different. So I feel, like, very adult on this part of the city. But then, like, I didn't know the Valley other than being in high school and, like, going to the mall. The Topanga. That makes sense. What is that mall? Burbank. Burbank. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Burbank. Which some would argue I is like not, not the valley, but I think anyone over here would argue it is the valley. That makes sense. It's yeah. like territory wars in LA. I, I don't know. I feel like if you asked me before today, I would have said, no, Burbank is not the valley. And now I'm like, maybe it is the valley. Well, they have their own airport. So it's almost like they're their own city separate from. LA. Yeah. And it's also like very suburbia. Very, a lot very. Of Applebee's. Yes, There's definitely. a lot of like chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. feels like uh, Nebraska. Have you ever been to I Nebraska? I drove <laughs> close to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. So when you were growing up, what religion were you raised with? Because you did have a pretty suburban. Yes upbringing yes. correct so okay. i grew up in the evangelical christian church which is very specific kind of christian world if you've ever seen like photos of like mega churches and stuff like that like that was sure our have. shit that was our shit which is super interesting i went to private christian school like 
my whole life until I got sent to boarding school in Ohio, which was a Catholic school, but, um, like very, and my, my parents are like super hardcore evangelical Christians. Like they're not cruising along. Like it's every aspect of their life. It's really interesting, honestly. And you're no longer. Just we're not there yet. We are not there yet. <laughs> Wait, pretend <laughs> I didn't ask you that. JC, what's her um, question? We backtrack, I mean, quite a bit. Um, so you went to a boarding school for high school. Was that by choice? What did you fuck something no. up? What? It's honestly, it's kind of all like intertwined in the whole, my parents being incredibly Christian. So the thing about evangelicals is like, it's not just that, you know, it's your religion and you're practicing and it's like your thing their whole thing is like you need to be saving people like you need to be like preaching to people so like everywhere that we went it was like like in every aspect of their life is tied back to Jesus and being saved and all of those things and so when I was in high school I just got I had like a huge attitude about it I fought every single little thing I was like such a little bitch about everything and At one point they were just like, nope. And I got sent Mm -hmm. to boarding school, but only my last two years. What do your parents do or what did they at the time do for a living? Um, My mom was in insurance. Saved people. Also, that was her (laughs) part-time job. No, I'm not kidding. Like we would go to the grocery store and like the, the like 18 year old kid, like bagging our groceries. She'd be, he'd be, she'd be like, what's your name? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Like, (laughs) oh my God. Like super not a good one super crazy um (laughs) even from when I was really young like I never really vibed with it I kind of just like sat through a lot of it and then I once I got to high school I was like really fighting it and like very vocal about it wait so your mom sold insurance what did your dad do he actually worked for Screen Actors Guild he's been retired for a really long time though he's like a consultant which I don't please tell me that actors would come in to like get their SAG card and he would try (laughs) to save them no, he's actually a lot less vocal than my mom is. And she's like a presence too. She's like five foot 11 and like always wears heels. Like she's like, she's like a very tall white woman trying to save everyone. <laughs> is her name Karen? No, her name is Charmin. Okay. Like the toilet oh. paper. Like the toilet paper, yep. Actually, the thing is, it's a beautiful name. It's a shame that it was tarnished by that small bear, that large bear actually, but. <laughs> the whole bear family. Did your parents grow up in evangelical households no honestly i think that my dad grew up in like a catholic household but like no one was super like was practicing but not the extent that they kind of ended up in this situation and then my mom's side i think her, her mom was catholic but like was very liberal in the sense of like she was just she wouldn't she never went to church or anything like that and like mm-hmm. was a very liberal in yeah. her you know, political mindset and just day to day. I I mean, I literally have 1000 questions. You're going to have to like drag me off of the Zoom. It's fascinating, (laughs) honestly. This is kind of like a two-parter, but can you pinpoint a time in your childhood where you started to question things? Yes. I feel like, okay, so you know, it's like that vibe where you've grown in something for so long and you don't really realize like how weird it is or different it is from like other people's experiences I think that I like friends of mine who I went to elementary school with like went to other high schools and I like hung out with them and realized like oh okay so like everything isn't revolved around youth group and going to church and like school isn't revolved around Jesus and like you know like all the conversations that I was having all the time like aren't like there's a world outside of it and I think that like by middle school I was pretty over it that's young I was I was really really over it I had like a I just had so many questions and like nothing made sense 
because you know you kind of have to like throw out a lot of like logical reasoning when you fully like deep dive into <laughs> christianity um but yeah i did like the whole thing full jesus camp everything and like my parents they like fully speak in tongue they do yeah <laughs> what is speaking in tongues it's just gibberish it's just, i feel like it's right? personal tongue like i don't know if you guys are harry potter fans but like, <laughs> can you relax Please. Sorry, there, there's like ambulances going on. Oh, that's okay. But yeah, speaking in tongues, what, like, what is that? How do you learn how to do that? I don't. On what occasion, like, is one? It was like tongues? you know when you're like during worship when like people would get really into like the songs and stuff like that. It would like start coming out. Not to be an asshole, but like I don't think it's really real. Um, and so this is a safe space. Yeah, I don't think it's real either. Also, I, I don't even think my parents listen to podcasts, so hopefully I don't get in trouble for this. Yeah, it's yeah. like kind of bullshit to me, honestly. And it, but they just did it a lot when I was younger. Like they had a lot of kind of like Bible studies and stuff at our house. And I'd be like upstairs watching TV and like pause the TV to be like, oh shit, like, what is that? Um, what does it sound like? Does it sound like mantras? Is it chanting? Is it like English? It's like actual, like, no, it's not English. It's like actual gibberish. It's like, it's so- Give it your best shot. I am not, I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh, I don't know. It's like, if, I don't know. It's, it's like, like a, la, 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 la. That's like, like what I think. Kind thing. of. You know, there's a lot of different sounds one can make. But I think they would describe it as like, you're in such like a trance that you just like start exuding emotions Losing. and like things that you probably don't fully understand yourself. I'm dumbfounded <laughs> right there, now. Was there, when you were going to these, like, well, I assume you went to like one church the entire time that you were growing up? Yeah, my parents moved a lot though. So like we would go to different churches. Oh, okay. Well, are, like, is there time during a sermon or during a service or whatever, where, like where you can get up and like throw your hands up and speak tongues or yeah, where like, the service is? Yeah, okay. During like the worship part of it, where you're like yeah. all singing songs and there's like a band and everything. So were you like looking around like what the actual <laughs> fuck or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd always be like, I can't believe I'm stuck in this shit, dude. <laughs> I will say the mega churches have some absolute bangers. Like, oh, yeah. there's some good ass Christian they're worship music. Talented. They're very talented. Yeah. They're like legitimate bands. That one song that I love, Oceans. <laughs> you know it? <laughs> I'm not familiar. Maybe the origin of speaking tongues is like some people were like at worship or whatever and they didn't know the words to the songs. So they're like, oh, I'm just going to no. like pretend like I'm singing I think along. Tongues came way before and then the music. Okay. Well, it was just one theory. I'm like, trying to make like it make watermelon, sense. Like watermelon, 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 like you're singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that at camp when we like didn't know the words to the songs. We'd be like, watermelon, canting, watermelon. <laughs> but yeah, that's the vibe that I grew up in. It, that is a, a, a vibe for sure. It's so interesting too, because I was like so used to it in like growing up in high school and everything. And then I got to college and it was like the first, I remember the first time I told someone like, oh yeah, my, my parents are like really intense evangelicals. And, you know, I went to Jesus camp. It's like, just like the movie that you saw probably. And like, they speak in tongues and someone was like, they what? And I was like, oh yeah. Like, it was just so weird for me to like be, have my first experience of like realizing that how bizarre that is. And I don't think all evangelical yeah. churches are like that. And I also don't think like, all Christian or e evangelical people do that. It's it's a pretty 
I don't know, intense part of that world. This might be a stupid question, but if you're evangelical, is that a certain sect of Christianity or can you be like an evangelical Methodist or an evangelical Baptist or you're just evangelical? I think you're just evangelical. I think the whole, the whole. Oh, it's okay. just fundamentalist, right? Like that's. It is. It also just believes that if you like, okay. basically you can be reborn as a, as a, person if you accept Jesus into your heart and he like forgives everything that you've done and you can just be reborn, then you're good. You're going to heaven. Is there a process for being reborn and being forgiven or you you just say like here i am yeah you, you i mean the, the the times that i've seen it happen is like normally it's kind of like missionaries like they'll mm-hmm. go out to people and like throw parties in parks and stuff and like get people to come in and accept I jesus i saw a party at the park uh, hosted by the church yesterday when i was oh, walking my dog yeah i was like looking to see if and they had joints but they didn't so i didn't go they didn't rope you in <laughs> Didn't, that didn't get me maybe next time <laughs> it's funny to me well this it's not funny it's actually kind of sad i feel like a lot of people turn to evangelicalism is that the correct term sure yeah to evangelism, evangelism. to or extreme christianity when they feel like they need to be reborn or they feel like okay i'm so unhappy or desperate or i need to change something in my life so like this seems really easy or like it seems really comprehensible do you agree with that or is that just me i do being over yeah i do i i fully agree with that i've known someone who was like coming off of a drug addiction like a very serious drug addiction and like latched on to it pretty hard Mm -hmm. i think that that's like it's kind of an example of how it can be a little it is pretty culty and that it's like you know everything about your life kind of becomes about that and i in a sense that can probably be easier for some people who are going through a harder time and it's like incredibly loving and incredibly welcoming and just like you know, you're showered with like this family that just wants you to be in this situation, you know, and in part of this group. But yeah, I mean, there's obviously dark sides to it too. In my mind, it it, it does a lot of harm, especially to women, young women, just like their views are very conservative on a lot of things, which is just stuff that I've obviously had to think about as I got as an adult and like where (laughs) I feel like shame and where I feel certain things and like where I've learned things. It's very bizarre. Were you ever like, and of course, like if this is uncomfortable, you do not need to answer, but were you ever like mistreated at school? Like, were you ever hit by any? No, um... none of that. It was more so just like a lot of, like, it's very, the man is the final say. And like the man is like the power in a household. And I've heard so many sermons and like lectures of that, that like, you know, they just are higher up on the totem pole within a household. Um, and like, that was an example that I saw in my family every single day. Like my dad always had final say, he never did dishes, nothing. He never cooked, nothing like that. It's like the submissive wives trope. It is. And it's like, there was, I've never once seen a female pastor ever. Missed opportunity. (laughs) If you ask me for (laughs) For them, I feel like women are wonderful leaders. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) What is with the obsession with abortion or like being yeah. pro pro uh pro life which is such a stupid term because i don't think anyone is anti-life anti-life well i have a lot of thoughts about this so i think that it goes both ways like i it's hard to understand whether like the christian church has ha- has had a huge influence in politics or it's like the other way around like the conservative party has mm-hmm. latched on to the christian church and 
does has policies that cater to their beliefs because then you gain like an insane amount of power. I mean, evangelicals are predominantly white, probably very wealthy in terms of like a class system within this country. So it's like, it's interesting to figure out. It's almost like they're like exchanging power because it's like if, if you're a Republican who like you would never come out and say that you're okay with pro-choice. You would never say that. Like you would lose the a whole fan base and like, you know, right. So. I don't, I think it's just that they, you know, everyone is like God's children and need, needs to right. be saved kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> of course. And then also that women, the less decisions that women have to make or get to make, the better probably is. Um, yeah. Also, sex education, nada, nothing no. at all. Only abstinence, complete yeah. abstinence. I never even like never saw a condom nothing it was like full abstinence we had another guest on the podcast jessica rob who was in like a similar i don't know if he was evangelical but in a similar extreme christian cult situation and he has like three kids and he's like our age because and he's sticking out those fucking (laughs) little kids (laughs) they tend to stick with you um Exactly. Yeah, I had zero sex education at all. I was just going to say, like, obviously your parents didn't teach you anything about it either because they... So how did you learn about anything? Yeah, do you get Planned birth Parenthood control? Baby. No, Shout out to them oh, yeah. when I was, like, 16 because oh, they, like, Thank don't you. ask Thank questions. You. Yeah, I think that I just, like, learned from my older sister or just, like, I don't know. I feel like everyone was just, like, learning on their own, which is mm-hmm. super dangerous and, like, not okay at all. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's fully just like you wait till you're married but then it like creates all these little like teenagers who are super horny and they get married so quickly and so young Mm because they're just trying to fuck that's what happened to this guy rob he had like three wives it's a thing yeah were your siblings also super into it or were they starting to question it like it's literally just my parents and my whole entire family it's just my parents how many siblings do you have so i have one full sister um and then i have two halves from another marriage, essentially. And your older sister, you guys are close? Yeah, we're really close. So was it like a conscious decision the two of you made together to be like, I don't think we're gonna do this anymore? No, because it was like, as I said, it was like our whole world, we went to the same school. Our school was K through 12. So you like stay in this like Christian trajectory. And so we went to the same school and we kind of both were just like, I'm not super into it, but like loved youth group because I got to go like flirt with boys and stuff. And like, you know, like provided an opportunity for me like not to be in the house i mean there were a lot of fun things about it for sure but it was just like neither of us ever really latched onto it can you tell us a little bit about what jesus camp is like like how yeah. long do you go What's how many on the years itinerary? did you go specifically also oh my god i have so many questions i think i went i went like every summer in middle school so i think like three summers i went to hume lake i think it's like i don't know where it is it's somewhere in california but um the itinerary is like it's like summer camp like during the day you like you know you go and play on the water and you like weirdly do scavenger hunts or like just weird stuff like that but then at night you're like Mm -hmm. fully in service so you're in church for like two or three hours at night that's exhausting I mean, it was legit. Like, I mean, kids like would pass out and like convulse and crying. It was like legit Jesus camp. Let's unpack this a little bit. Were you in a bunk with like other girls? How yeah, many yeah, yeah. other girls were? It's girls and it's boys girls together. And boys. Obviously, we don't sleep in the same little cabins. Right. But I feel like each cabin maybe had like 
four or six girls. Like it was a legitimate summer camp that I think on these weekends or weeks was like for Christians. Are you, you don't do you talk to anyone that you went to camp with anymore? Yeah. But you know, what's funny is I've never talked to her about, about going, like I have one friend, her name's Audrey and we've been friends since we were like, I don't know, we we're like 10 or something. That is so interesting. I'm totally going to bring it up with her and be like, do you remember when we went to Hume Lake? Yeah. But we never talk yeah, about it. I want to know what she yeah. has to say. You just like suppress. <laughs> I feel like that's well, what I would just do. like so funny because she didn't go to my high school and like, it was funny because in middle school we were kind of like the bad girls like we were like a little punk and like wore oh dick- i was a little punk too wore dickies and stuff i was not and my mom my mom made me and three other of my friends we joined this like christian girls group we didn't join i mean we were like forced to join it was like an after school thing and we were going for like a month and then we like got kicked out of it fully and my mom was like for wearing dickies? For like, just like fucking around, like making jokes and like just not really taking it seriously. Just like being a normal fucking teenager, basically. Yeah, like not taking it seriously, like clearly not trying to become like youth pastor girlfriends at all. And we fully got kicked out. My mom was like so embarrassed. You brought shame so, to her, to so the family name. <laughs> but I'm proud you. of you. <laughs> Me as well. Do you have any like stories from your either I mean either your camp days or your high school days that really stand out to you as like that was fucking weird or like that was messed up or like truly anything I just love the story I feel like the biggest thing that sticks out to me is like the like celebrityness of like youth pastors it's so bizarre and I I'm sure I mean this was like pre social media days like none of them had Instagram I'm sure they're like totally little influencers now on Instagram and stuff. Like there's something weird that like irks me about male youth pastors and they're just, they just love the attention. You can tell it's so bizarre. They're like little rock stars and they're designer shoes. Were were we just talking about this with Pastor Lisa Yaboa or were we not? Maybe I was talking to about about the youth pastors. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was talking about it with someone else. But like Carl Lentz, how he literally wears like Balenciagas. And is I mean, he was like fired from Hillsong. But he has like 1.8 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. It's so weird. And they like always kind of like dress like kind of cool and like have tattoos. And it's just like, I don't know. It's But it's like, wouldn't you be doing that to get girls and then like you're not supposed to be with girls? Yeah. Like it felt really weird. But you don't have to be abstinent if you're a pastor, right? That's only in Catholicism, mm, right? No. Like you should not be having sex at all before marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Any human being, Jess, like in Catholic in even evangelism, shouldn't be having sex before marriage. And then once you are married, like you're only supposed to be fucking that one lady, obviously, because they're your wife. So is are are Justin and Haley Bieber, Haley Baldwin Bieber, they're evangelical, right? Or are they just really into Christianity? Like, where's the line? I don't know if they're evangelical or not. I doubt it. I don't think so. Yeah, I know they're really into it, though, right? They're super into it. Yeah. What church do they go to? They go to some one in LA. Hillsong. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I can see that getting weird. Well, that's yeah. the pastor that I was just talking about. He was the Hillsong pastor and he was fired because he like oh, slept with this. a bunch of congregation women. And then members. didn't he make a video with his wife like sitting there? Yes. That was, yeah, I remember seeing that. That's so Cringe. awful. 
And he's like, he was like best friends with Justin Bieber and like, I don't know, so weird. Yeah, the like sex thing. I mean, giving you an example, I've been with my boyfriend for three years. Even if he were to propose to me today and we were like gonna go stay at my parents, like we could not sleep in the same room. Like even even if we were wow. engaged, we couldn't sleep in the same room in my parents' home. And we like fully live together. Like it's no right. secret that we're fucking. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what is your relationship like with your parents now that you're like. an adult and you have, have you renounced Christianity or like, did you like say like, I'm not doing this or how did it all kind of go down as you were distancing yourself? It was just like, I mean, they knew that I wasn't into it from high school onwards. And then, you know, when I became like fully independent, moved to San Francisco to go to college and everything, it was kind of like, they can't really make me do anything anymore. And it's just like, not really something we talk about anymore, honestly. Cause it's like, I, I don't see them that often. And if I were to go to their house for like Christmas and they were like, oh, we're going to church for Christmas service. I'd be like, see you after. Like, it wouldn't really be yeah. like, you know, like obviously I support yeah. whatever decisions they make, but I'm not doing that. And they know that. What about your extended family? If there is like anyone of note, are they religious at all? No, like it's really weird. It's really not. It's really only them who are like that deep into it. And your siblings are all you're all on the same yes, page. We're all on the same page. I guess it's nice that you can still have a relationship with them, even though you're not as extreme as them or you're not even really like the same. Religion. Yeah, I mean, it took a long time for sure. It's um, the Republican Christianity thing like that they're wrapped up in. is just like the opposite of who I am completely. So it was like very mm-hmm. difficult, you know, to one, go through the Trump presidency with them. Of course. Um, but you figure it out, you know, like there's boundaries that are, of things that I just like don't talk about with them because it's upsetting for both sides. Yeah. I feel like a lot of families are that way, whether, you know, you lean one way or the other, there's just some topics that you know to <laughs> stay away from or else yeah. it's going to cause more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Is your boyfriend Christian? No, 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 no. And his his family so his mom is mexican and i think she like grew up close to catholicism but she is just full other spectrum i mean she's hilarious how much she just like shits on religion as a whole and our our moms like haven't met yet and i'm just like i'm gonna have to have a talk with her to be like you gotta bring it down just like put it in your back pocket for now we'll talk about it after dinner or something and then but your parents have met your boyfriend yes yeah yeah yeah. they yeah they love him that's i mean that's Mm -hmm. the most important part so that's i do really like that you can sort of exist in both worlds and that like they're not completely like shutting you out but also i feel like in some cases like people will like send their kids away and like never talk to them again or like if they have a kid who's gay they're like i'm if you're gonna be gay and i send you to like gay conversion camp and you don't come back straight like that's it like that is so heartbreaking it's honestly i like have moments where i'm on tiktok and i you know like i get served a lot of like queer fun content of like these young kids that are just so out and it like really kind of makes me sad thinking about like when I was in high school in these spaces with no one out like no there's it just was Mm -hmm. like the most unsafe place to come out and it's just like heartbreaking and there's you know there's Christian families like that who just shun their children it's awful I feel like I was reflecting back on my high school experience and I went to a public high school and it was like mostly a Christian neighborhood but obviously I'm Jewish. And there was only like two people who were out of the closet. And I'm I like, had that's like insane. None. Like those numbers just none. don't add up. And I mean, I know for a fact, I mean, I had a, 
I had one very good friend in high school who is gay and she was fully out. But in terms of the boys in my grade, I don't think we had a one out boy. And now I know of like a bunch of them who are either trans, not I mean, non-binary or just like out and gay from my high school. But it's so mm-hmm. sad to me that they like didn't feel that they could be out during when we were that age. I know. But then I like get so happy when I see all these TikToks and I'm like, oh my God. And I also just think social media in general, it can be awful. There's horrible things about it, oh, but I think- of course like young people who are stuck in like shitty Christian homes and like can't come out. They just like can find this community on TikTok that's just like so supportive and amazing. And it's just like, it makes me, it makes me it really makes me. Mad. I mean, I also like fucking love TikTok. I'm like addicted to yeah. it. There's something wrong with me, but I'm fully on like LGBTQ <laughs> Oh, TikTok. me too. I love it. I and like, so... I don't know how I got there, but I'm here to stay, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Like I love it. I love it's it. It's like so that much. and like I'm not on TikTok. make your pasta more healthy. Like those are the two things I get served up. And I'm like, okay. But I wonder if there's like a born again. There probably is like evangelical TikTok or like Oh Jesus my god. Talk, yeah, but right? I get all of the ones that are like stitch making fun of them and it's I so fucking funny. It's so funny and like just like brutal of these like are they like duets well, and stuff? Well, because like a stitch is like you take someone's TikTok and you stitch it and it like... You like you, react to it. Yeah, you react to it. And so it'll be like these like... Oh, okay. A Christian like kid like crying something about Jesus and then someone will stitch it and just be like... And just like, it's just so funny and so <laughs> brutal. It's amazing. I'm like a hardcore on Jewish TikTok as well, obviously. Mm. And like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the things that people either say or do or make fun of is like, it's endless. There's every type of community you want to find on TikTok. They're there, yeah. Jessica. You need to get on it. It's a beautiful thing. I cannot thing. believe you're on I it. I was getting... You're not on it. I know. It is so against my my ways, but I just know what the second I get on it, I'm never going to get true. off of it. Like I dipped my toe in last week and I was following the Bama Rush See, thing. I didn't even get any and of I was just Bama like, Rush TikToks. I didn't get that either. I went and looked for it. Like I saw someone post about it on Instagram and I was like, oh, this looks right at my alley. And I was watching them on like Safari or Chrome. I'm a Chrome girl. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I couldn't get enough. Like I, I stayed up like two hours late, later than it I normally really would. It really sucks you in, but like, it just brings me so much joy. It's like Instagram makes me feel gross, yeah. makes me feel weird. And like, I feel to like me, I learn like, something on TikTok oh, every I learn time. All the time. I, I learn stuff all the time. I get like recommendations for restaurants or like hair yeah. tips or whatever. I genuinely feel like mm. it's not a waste of time half the time. It's just like, to me, Instagram now feels like weirdly voyeuristic to people that I know, which is stupid. And like, I should be having a conversation yeah. with Jess in real life and like fi- knowing about her life directly. TikTok is like all these fucking strangers that are just doing hilarious bits. It's like, to me, what social media is like Maybe I'll delete Instagram. Instagram has gotten so disgusting now. I hate it. Like I just, I spend probably like 30 minutes a day on Instagram, but I, I feel yeah. gross after. I'm like, ugh, like why did I do that? I also that? don't see any of my friends' posts. Like I only see memes yeah, and like so just annoying. Jared and I'm like I don't fucking care that Timothy yeah. Chalamet is like getting a frappuccino like I just don't <laughs> I do even though I, I do care do that. <laughs> I'm like well, who am I kidding I obviously <laughs> do care <laughs> but when you were in high school did your parents like limit your social media or I know it was like MySpace back then or like the type of content that you were taking in yeah it was 
like shows were really limited. Like TV was limited. For some reason, I couldn't wear, watch like Friends because it maybe it was like se- like sexual. Mm. Also, like Harry Potter, no, absolutely not. It I was, was just gonna ask that. It was witchcraft, and you know I could have become a little witch apparently from reading these books. So I was I only saw a Harry Potter movie when I was in college. The first time I Did ever saw it. Did you love him. it? I Honestly, loved it. I, I cried okay, in it. I cried when he I've like cried wins in every his single Harry Potter. I was like, oh, this is every so good. HP movie <laughs> is a masterpiece. If you haven't read the books, I highly recommend. We um just went on a so my boyfriend is like a Harry Potter like full nerd. Also, he has all yeah, this video game stuff up here. We listened to <laughs> the books on a road trip last year, and it was like so fun. I, for who me. Does, it's like Ian McClellan. It's like someone with an amazing like yeah. deep British accent who reads them. Yeah, I I've listened to the first book, but I've read all of them. Nothing yeah. better. Maybe I should. So my that. content was definitely like very limited in terms of like what I could listen to, what I could read. I think we did have MySpace, but I don't know. I feel like my parents didn't like fully understand what it was. So they like weren't watching it very closely. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Jewish parents, like, or actually I shouldn't generalize, but like my parents like did not limit anything. They were like, okay. whatever. Yeah, that is. Like I was also the third child. That's why. So. I think Jewish parents are extremely okay. overbearing. My parents limited everything. Really? My mom's going to go haywire on me for bringing this up. But like, she like did not let me have a MySpace, a Zanga, any of that shit. I like. No live journal? I had one. I didn't tell her. And then I got in trouble while I was at camp over the summer because I did have a MySpace. And my mom found it. And then my mom printed out every picture from my oh, MySpace. Oh, no. So that when I got home, she was like, what's this? What's this? What's this? She was like, I knew you would delete it if I said that I found it. So, like, I printed everything out. And then I... The original screenshot. And oh, then my I was God. grounded. I couldn't use the computer for, like, a fucking year. Like, no. I think your situation is a third child situation because all the Jewish parents okay. I know are, like, in everyone's business, like, needing to know everything over for overprotective over over everything it must have yeah i think my parents sort of just like threw their hands up by the time i came around i was watching the real world when i was like seven like i think real world boston was like my first season <laughs> i'm to this day i've never seen real world i wasn't allowed to watch bring it on oh like, my, my god watching bring it on and my mom was like no it's pg-13 and you're 12 like you can't watch it <laughs> It's funny that like our parents tried to control or your parents <laughs> tried to control so much of like the content that we took in and like the places we went and the things we saw. And now like the next generation of like very Christian and like Mormon parents are like putting their kids all over social media as soon as they're born, even yeah. before they're born. Like baby Kaylee and Rally and like whatever are like being documented from the time there's an ultrasound. Yeah. Who's baby Kaylee? But I guess it's more controlled. I feel like that's what they name oh. their kids. Baby Richard. Like K-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Richard. <laughs> no, you know how they have like, there's like a certain sect of Christianity or like a certain type of Christian person who like makes up names for their kids or like spells them really yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, Are you, guys familiar you with should this? get on TikTok. There's like a whole world of that type of stuff. It's like Danny <laughs> Lynn and like, yeah, for sure. You should I definitely get on Christian TikTok. I'm sure you'll feel good there. <laughs> you should totally do it. <laughs> I'm going to check that out when we're done recording. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's weird. Like thinking about how 
just policed I was with certain stuff but now it's like so funny to think about I'm like Harry Potter like that's what you were afraid of like me me Mm -hmm. thinking that like potions and sorcery could potentially be real like what it just it's so funny (laughs) is the fear that the potions and sorcery and all that stuff will like undo the Christianity like I don't I don't understand I have no I honestly I think sorcery is just like outlawed by the church like doing any kind of like magic which like goes back to like the witch trials and stuff like i think it's just against the rules yeah but you celebrate halloween and stuff well, my right my birthday's halloween so i'm a big halloween person yeah oh, my God. oh. that's such a fun birthday but i was never allowed birthday. to be anything like scary for halloween when i was with my parents what were you like oh. what <laughs> they like decorated the house with like pumpkins and wreaths and it wasn't like ghosts or anything. Are your parents the kind of people that have like wreaths all year around? Like they have like a spring wreath and like a, a seasonal wreath. They're, it's a thing. They're honestly, their Christmas decorations are like the craziest thing ever. It's, I would love pigs. to see that. My mom sent me a video because obviously we didn't do family Christmas last year, but uh, she sent me a video and it was hilarious because it's like, I mean, it's decadent and like everything matches. It's all over the place. And she's filming and she's filming and she's shilling. And then it goes into the living room. She's like, oh, sorry. Tucker Carlson's on TV. Sorry. And like keeps going. Oh. <laughs> she's like, oops, there's Tucker. She, oops. she needed you to see. <laughs> he needed it. Still us. <laughs> yes. Oops. That's funny that she like acknowledges that yeah. you wouldn't approve. Yeah. The Fox News thing. It's like on 24-7 in, our, in their house. That's torture. Even if you do believe in that stuff, just to have like talking heads like that in your home at all times. It's wild. So you didn't spend Christmas together because of Mm -mm. COVID. Are they like anti-maskers or are they down Um, with COVID? Pretty much all of COVID, they like weren't following the rules. And there were like, so they live Mm -hmm. out in the desert in Palm Desert. And there were some restaurants that were just open fully, like underground restaurants. And they would like brag to me that they went out to dinner. And I was just like, this isn't fun for me. This is like nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Where where does, I mean, I don't know that you'll have an answer to this, but where does the overlap between like not believing in COVID and Christianity come in? Like why, yeah, why did that? that happen? I honestly, I don't know how that fully, like why Christians are so against it. I think it goes back to the whole like, inner like republican party and christianity like so Mm -hmm. intertwined but then also i mean i i understand potentially them thinking that like you know god's like plan like this is god's plan yeah you know Mm -hmm. i actually never thought about it that way because that i I mean that actually makes more sense like tell me that yeah tell me that this is like a noah's ark situation and i'll be like okay i under like otherwise just having no excuses like what are you doing I know. Um, it's interesting. They did get vaccinated, though. I was, like, shocked. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, but they didn't follow any of the other rules at all. Well, as long as well, they're vaccinated, at least they got vaccinated. Now, I know. It's all in the past. Yeah, that's the most important thing you can do. I don't know. I really do think it is, like, the Republican grip on just the Christian base in this com- in this country, how bipartisan it is now. That is really upsetting. Now, let me ask you this. If you wind up marrying your current significant other, if that's something you want to do, if that's in the cards, would you have a priest marry you guys? No, 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 no. I honestly, like, marriage to me, it's funny, like, I've never, like, dreamed about my wedding or, like... 
Oh, I'm the same. You know, like I'm like, if he proposed to me, I'd be, yeah, I mean, I'd be down. He's my best friend. He's like my partner. Exactly what <laughs> He's I my say. partner in life. Like, of course I'm gonna say yes. But at the same time, like I would never want some kind of like crazy wedding. I don't even know if I would have like a ceremony like that where it's like I'm being given away or anything. I don't think I would do that. I think it's kind of weird that like religion has anything to do with marriage because it's a legal thing. It, I mean, technically it has to do with love or whatever, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like when you get your marriage license from the government in Judaism, you sign like a ketubah or whatever, which is like a marriage license, a contract. Yeah. A marriage license. But it's like, you don't have to do that. I don't think there's an equivalent in Christianity. Like, how did we get so mixed up? I have no idea. It's all just tradition. That's why. Yeah. Everything yeah. in every religion is tradition based. It is 100%. Minus like the text, minus the stuff that comes directly from the Bible. I'm trying to think if we, I feel like we got through all of our questions, right? We did. We did such a good job. I know. I'm so proud of us. Am I the only evangelical that's come on? I guess I'm not an evangelical, well, but am I the perspective? So I, I thought you were, but then as well, like Kevin T. Porter is evangelical, but he's like, not, I don't know. He, he, he still might be, but he's not as... Like, he doesn't think it's culty. So I guess it depends on how you look at it. Well, we were talking about this before. We were like, I think there's sort of a spectrum yeah. of, like, evangelicals or, like, fundamentalists and, like, extremists. Like, we were talking about how there's, like, the Duggars where you have, like, 7 million kids. Or there's those people who are, like, mommy bloggers who only have five kids. Or you're, like, Justin yeah. Bieber and you, like, go to a mega church, but you still, like presumably like do naughty things you know what i mean do naughty things yeah. like create pop music yeah i think also like each church is just probably pretty different i think the i don't know this experience obviously is really unique and it, the more i talk about it with people like the more i realize how unique it is and like it almost feels like you know people saw jesus camp and like didn't think that that was a real thing and i'm like it's real. i saw that do it's you real. feel like your mm -hmm. experience um, having to live through a lot of that has like made you a stronger person or has affected you in like any way now? I mean, probably. I think that there's just a lot of shit that comes out of like living in an environment like that, especially as a woman that you kind of have to like unpack that also you just don't mm -hmm. realize until you're like really out of it. And it, I mean, it definitely made you more independent. Like, oh, yeah. Of also, course. like, like there's just so many things that could be considered like, like going to therapy, like wasn't a thing. It's like you pray to God, you know, you, you figure that out with God. He'll do, you know, what he has planned for you. You pray to Jesus. Work is magic. Yeah. And it's just, it, there's a lot of like dangerous things like that. Like going back to, you know, obviously it's not a safe queer space. Like there's just a lot of shit like that, that you kind of like, now I like step back and I'm like, Ooh, that was that's really gnarly. That's like so gnarly because I live in such a world that's like, I live in a fucking liberal bubble that's so safe and like yeah, so right. progressive. And and you're not that far from where you grew up. I know, up, but just over the hill. Just over mm -hmm. the hill. <laughs> well, Shannon, thank you for making time to talk with us and share this very personal, enlightening stuff with us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is so fun. It was such a pleasure, Shan. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Shannon. You can follow her on Instagram at your girl Shan. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. Don't forget to rate and review us and leave a comment. Check out our anchor page if you want to give us money. And follow us on Instagram at PrayForUsPod. Shabbat Shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed 
by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh.